Welcome back to the Popcast Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Kavya, and I'm super excited to have you all back here for episode 29 of the podcast. All right, before I even get into my normal intro, apologies for no episode last week. Um, I know that I already talked about it on Twitter, um, and I got like some replies and stuff just acknowledging that, so I already announced it, but just in case you didn't see that, apologies for that. I was pretty sick last week um more just on the listening front it wasn't a very pleasant voice to be listening to more than anything else I tried to record the episode I had planned for last week several times over the course of a few days and every take sounded bad there was too much coughing and now I'm still coughing (coughs) a little bit um and that's unpleasant and not fun however it's a lot better I feel a lot better and it's a lot less I definitely still sound congested, but I think now my congestion is not really from the cold. It's from just allergies and spring allergies and those kinds of things. And I think that'll just kind of go away as spring fades into summer. So that's all good. I'm back now and I'm very, very, very excited to talk about this week's topic because I have a lot to say and a lot of opinions and a lot of things that I just want to get into. So Yes, alright, now for my regular intro. Please, please, please go ahead and hit the follow button, turn on the notification bell, you'll be notified every time I post a new episode, which is Fridays at 5pm Eastern Standard Time, which is my time zone. So please go do that, that would be amazing, that would mean the world to me. And of course, please go ahead and check out the bio, there's a link tree just with a bunch of links in it, you will be linked to the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, and the Twitter is the best place to reach me if you want to chat for whatever reason, um, chat about either feedback or if you want to give me some recommendations on things you either would like me to view just in media form or review on the podcast, either one, or if you just would like to become friends, that's kind of the point of this podcast is to spark interaction and that kind of stuff. I make a lot of friends on Twitter. It's definitely out of the three that I listed, the three social medias that I listed, it's the best place to reach me because it's kind of the app that I'm on the most. So please check that out. And then of course, you'll be linked to my TV time, which is the best way to see what I'm watching in real time. You'll kind of see what I've already watched, what I'm currently watching, what I've up to date with, and what's on my watch list. So that's a great way to kind of keep in track of all that. I'm very type A when I'm just like, yes, I have to check off an episode every time I finish an episode. And then my letterbox, um, keep up with the movies I'm watching. I'm big on there, love letterbox. I think it's so funny. Um, I'm trying to get better with the reviews I write. Like I'm trying to like master the letterbox skill and become like a true like film critic on there. <coughs> because people are so funny on that app and I strive to be just like that and then my goodreads which is the best way to see what I'm reading in real time you'll kind of see what I've already read what I plan to read what I'm currently reading um and kind of see the reviews that I have on there and I like to sort things in the bookshelves and all that good stuff so please check all those things out um and of course you'll also be linked to the podcast on other listening platforms if whatever you're listening to, you know, because it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. So, all right, now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, let's move into what we're talking about this week, which is Netflix's new show that premiered last week on Friday, the day that my last podcast episode was supposed to come out on, um, Heartstopper. So, what is my 
I guess, relationship with Heartstopper, um, why did I watch it, etc, etc, like, kind of just some background. So, Heartstopper is a graphic novel um, that's mildly popular. I don't know how popular it was before. Um, I definitely had, like, a few friends that had already engaged with those graphic novels and were very excited about the upcoming show, um, but more than anything, it was just um, a lot of the way that the show was advertised that people were really starting to latch onto it. I didn't see as much hype around it when the trailer was out versus um, when the show actually dropped. So I had heard about it um, because my best friend sent me something to do with the TV show, something just like, I think the poster, the first poster that ever kind of came out and was circulating from Heartstopper, he sent it to me and was like, oh my gosh, like, we should watch this together. I was like, how have I never heard of this? I had heard of Heartstopper itself before because I'd heard about the graphic novel, but I was not aware that it was being adapted into a TV show. So I was like, yes, of course, amazing. And then I got really excited. And when the trailer dropped, super cute, I was promoting it all over my Twitter. And only like a handful of my mutuals were also kind of tweeting about it, but it still wasn't very like widespread yet. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, all I knew about it kind of going into it was the very, very basic line of it is kind of what the hook of the book, hook of the book <laughs> was, which is, of course, two guys get um, seated next to each other in their class. And then I know that it's a very like fluff kind of cute love story between these two boys and I guess like their friends. And then um, there was one other thing I knew about it. Um, Oh, yes, and of course, I just knew it was, like, they were going to be British, and yeah, that's essentially all I really knew about it, but the trailer made me super excited, and then the show dropped on Friday, and my best friend and I, we watched the whole thing together, um, literally in any free time that we could get, because um, we both are rather busy individuals, so pretty much any ounce of free time we got, we watched, like, little bits and pieces of, like, every episode, but we watched it all together, and oh my gosh, from beginning to end, it was such a delight, and definitely just one of my favorite pieces, I know I just said this about Abbott Elementary two weeks ago, so this kind of gets added to that list of just two of my favorite 2022 releases and things that have come out, and actually saying, speaking of that, I am really, really excited to get to the end of the year, because I'm hoping to do like a 2022 recap and just essentially talk about like my favorite releases of 2022. I know people love to do YouTube videos of this kind of nature so I would love to do that so I can kind of revisit these things and look at them um, from another perspective like that's because it's been several months and also um, look at them just kind of in retrospect and I probably would have at least revisited several of these episodes again so <coughs> that'll be a lot of fun. But Heartstopper as a show was very, 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 very cute. Um, it follows Nick and Charlie's love story primarily, um, but the other two love stories that were given as well is one between Tara and Darcy and one between Tao and Elle. Um, Tao and Elle are Charlie's best friends, and um, Tara and Darcy are Elle's new friends at the girls' school. So basically, it's a British show. Um, there's two private schools. I, I mean, I guess they're private schools. There's a guy's school and a girl's school, um, or a boy's school and a girl's school. Um, this is a more proper term for that. And um, so Charlie is openly gay, and he 
um, has, or openly gay, like the whole school knows, um, and he's very, he's become very content with who he is, he's very aware of all those different kinds of things, and Nick is, um, kind of your more, I don't even want to call him a classic jock, because he's really not, he's, um, the classic jock is more of the bully, rude, bad boy type, but that's not at all who Nick is. Nick is very much the golden retriever type character. Very sweet, very loving, very accepting right from the get-go, um, and I think one of the things that I appreciated the most out of the show is that they didn't try to present Nick and Charlie's love story as a bully, ex-bullied type thing, which I found with just the amount of media I've consumed, because I've seen so much TV and so many movies, is that a lot of times when they try to portray gay love stories, um, you have one character that's openly gay, and then you have the other character that's repressing it, and so it becomes more of an aggressive situation where it's like, I'm gonna hurt you, like, I hate you, blah, 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 and then they somehow end up getting together, and it's just one of those kinds of situations. And while that side of how certain people can react to coming to terms with their sexuality is a valid thing and something that's important to be represented, I found that a lot of times we weren't able to see the other side of it, which is just pure first love, good, wholesome, cute love stories that <coughs> that other kinds of couples are obviously portrayed in more prominently in the media. So we never get to see that. We kind of always saw more of the Kurt and Karofsky from Glee or the um, Riley and Zane from Degrassi. Like that kind of dynamic is something that we always saw more in these gay relationships. And, you know, I think this is one of the first times in media that it's just felt more honestly portrayed and Nick's um, progression and realization and acceptance and all that kind of stuff with his own sexuality felt a lot more natural Um, and I know that a lot of my super close friends found themselves relating to these characters a lot more and understanding their stories where they were coming from and just saw themselves in these characters and were able to relate and have these characters become like comfort characters to them and I think that that's what it's all supposed to be and that's what it's supposed to be like and I think one of the other great things is that Heartstopper is becoming so mainstream um and I think that really helps with a lot of casual homophobia I saw a tweet today actually or a couple today or yesterday the days are like blending together in my head about um Heartstopper and about these characters and about how straight people are relating to Heartstopper and how that is so beneficial to kind of helping, um, I guess, casual homophobia slowly disappear because Heartstopper presents these relationships as just so normal that anyone can relate to it, just like how a lot of LGBTQ people can relate to uh, like a certain straight couple or a certain straight character, um, and straight people can relate to a certain character on Heartstopper or a certain relationship on Heartstopper, not because of the sexuality itself, but just because of the emotions, because ultimately it presents us all as ultimately the same. We all feel fear, we all feel anger, we all feel happiness, we all feel sadness, we all feel first love, love, all those kinds of things are all like things that we all feel. And 
kind of having that ground where people can just relate to these characters just as characters, it really helps because a lot of this casual homophobia that goes around and people not understanding, um, just people who are different or have different sexual orientations and not understanding those things, it really helps because it just presents it all as normal. It's not, you know, this crazy, out of the blue, never seen before thing that people who aren't as aware of it can sometimes feel like it is. So I think that these things are so important and so beautiful. So I'm so glad that Heartstopper was able to just present their story so well and get their message across. And that's just talking about Charlie and Nick, but the same thing with Tara and Darcy. And I saw another tweet and I'm like echoing a lot back um, from Twitter and kind of saying what a lot of people on Twitter were saying simply because obviously... Um, it really helps to kind of talk about (coughs) what other people who are in the community kind of feel towards it, because I think that that's obviously more important than me just sharing from myself, because I can't necessarily, like, speak from that same point of view, but I saw people talking about Tara and Darcy's relationship, and just talking about how important that was to them, because a lot of times, uh, to... Um, lesbian characters being together a lot of times in tv shows even in ones that are supposedly supposed to be quote-unquote woke supposed to be modern whatever 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 like we talk about the new stuff whatever a lot of times it's still heavily sorry I can never say this word like right without like mumbling over it but fetish sized I still said it wrong but you know exactly what I'm saying these relationships almost have that kind of thing towards it they're usually often overly sexualized or hypersexualized, um and they're just kind of seen more like that and less of the time are we given just these more true genuine connections and Tara and Darcy yes they kiss and all that stuff because they should they should definitely do that but they're not these hypersexualized characters they're simply two characters who are in love and love each other and are happy and are cute and they're just together and that's something that isn't really done. Also, a lot of shows tend to shy away from the word lesbian for whatever reason. They just don't like to use that word, and maybe someone knows more about this than I do, but I really don't know why that's the case or why that would be the case, but I know that that's something that is a very common issue and something some people take a lot of issue with. So that's one thing that I kind of have always noticed um, in these different forms of media. Um, And then, of course, with Tao and Elle's relationship, so Elle is a transgender character, um, and she is an MTS, so she's a male-to-female transgender, and so Elle originally went to the boys' school and started going to the girls' school because um, she transitioned. And Tao is, um, like I said, Charlie's other best friend, and Tao and Elle kind of are, like, the best friends to lovers, whatever type relationship. And I think transgender characters another thing is that they're not always represented as the best that they can be their storyline if they're they are a transgender character typically revolves entirely around being transgender and while that is so important so 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 important to represent and it's so important to share that story and to share that experience of what it's like it's also important to show how at the end of the day these are all just normal people. 
right? Like these are people who go through the same kinds of emotions and feelings that anyone can go through. Um, And I think that that is so important to represent and that's what really should be represented. It shows that people can still live their own lives just outside of being labeled as one thing and that is your entire personality and you can't have anything else. I saw another tweet with people talking about one of their biggest struggles in their friend groups was that their straight friends would always talk about their love interests and the people they were into and then they would kind of look at them and be like oh so what's it like being gay like when did you know you were gay or whatever and the person tweeting it was like that's not like yes that's important to discuss but it was like can I just casually talk about my love interest too and have it not be a big deal so I think that this show is so much more monumental and people are really realizing it because ultimately it's such a lighthearted show. It's not a serious show. It's not an overly heavy show. It's not over, you know, anything. It's a show that's genuinely like for like, I don't know if it has a rating on it for like content. I don't even think it should because I don't think there's really anything inappropriate in it whatsoever, but it's genuinely a show for all ages. And I think that that really helps broaden those horizons and just allow anyone to consume it because it's so important and it just shares such a positive message represents people so positively diversity points all the way um we also have multiple characters of color as well which is awesome like i think a lot of times um just the over dominance of um you know white characters in media will just be like yes they're the ones that do all this blah 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 blah, blah. but no we have this black lesbian that doesn't fall into any kind of stereotypes or anything like that. She's pure. She's friendly. She's a good person. She's a good friend. Um, and all that good stuff. And then we have a person of color that's the transgender person and and all these characters that don't fall into any kinds of stereotypes. They simply are who they are. They're normal characters, just like anyone else in this little Heartstopper universe. And I think that's so beautiful and so important to be portrayed. So I want to just applaud the show and everyone involved with the creative aspect of it, the writing, the direction. I think every aspect of it was so important and so well done. And it's just so, 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 so important. I think it's such a positive step. And I think that every show that's tried to be what Heartstopper is right now has ultimately fallen short in comparison because this is exactly what we needed and this is how things needed to be portrayed. And I think that this is really, really going to help in um, other TV shows, movies, whatever other forms of media trying to progress and um, represent all kinds of people in better ways and just to do better in general because I think that that's really important. Um, Another thing I really loved about this show, just kind of... (laughs) like easing off that and just kind of talking about some other stuff. Um, I love the animations. My my friend and I were just the whole time gushing over um, the animations. They, like the littlest things, added so much to a scene. Like the little um, buzz in between the fingers or like the pink aura around them or the little hearts or like the leaves, the stars, all that kind of stuff. Like the air kind of going around them, the little snow, all of it was just, ah, like, my heart is, like, so warm just thinking about it. Those animations did so much. I think that was a great way to tie in the fact that 
this was like a graphic novel before. Um, I think that that was a great way to kind of tie both of those things in together because they're obviously one. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I really am so happy that they did that. And I think that that was such a great and unique touch that no one really has ever done. I think it added so much to a scene and it really helped us see what the emotions that these characters were feeling. Um, cause for the most part, you're given just the picture of like, yes, um, this is what's happening, but the animations really helped um, amplify and show what the characters were feeling versus just what you were seeing on the screen. So I really liked that, and I thought that was a very unique touch. Another thing I liked about the show was that it was over-the-top incredibly cheesy. Everything these characters said was, like, very, very cheesy, and for the most part, most teenagers don't talk, like, a lot of the ways that they do. But I appreciated it so much because I think it added an element and a layer to the writing and to the show to just have it be so sweet and lighthearted and fun. And I think that's important. Um, so I really, really liked that and I really, really appreciated that in the writing. So kind of going off all those technical points and importance to society points, let's just talk about the plot and the characters and the ship it's like itself because I have not even done that yet so let's do that so my favorite character is literally no surprise to anyone ever Nick Nelson <clears throat> he's just my character type and I have two character types um I or actually I have multiple character types. I either love very much the golden retriever boy who's just the cutest person in the world that you're like, yes, I have to protect. I love. Perfect. Not a single flaw. That. Or I love misunderstood type characters that are very much like Eli Gold's or the from Degrassi type. Like just very misunderstood. Could be a bad boy, could not be a bad boy. Mean girl with great character development. Like, come on. And then a lot of times I really do enjoy, like, girl-next-door type characters. So those are kind of my character types. So Nick Nelson is, out of all the characters, is the one that falls into one of my character types. So he's definitely my favorite. Um, <coughs> I loved every aspect of his character. I love, like I said, you know, that they didn't go down that bully ex-bullied road and they just made him the sweet guy. And even though he wasn't 100% aware of every aspect of his sexuality or had a label or anything like that when the show starts... He is still so sweet and so caring and so everything towards Charlie. There's not a single moment where he kind of falls into that trap of being a dick to him or anything like that. He's the sweetest, most genuine soul in the world, and I love Nick, and he's just, ugh, he's my favorite. I also think the actor is so adorable, Kit Connor. Like, I think he's so, so, so cute. Like, he looks like a little baby. Like, he's adorable. I love him. I also think he's such a good actor. Like, I hope... I, we get to see him in a lot of projects in the future. And I also think his relationship with his mom was one of my favorite parts of the show. I loved what she was like and what their relationship was like. And I thought it was so well represented and it was really cute. So then we have Charlie Spring, which is, of course, the other main character aside from Nick. I love Charlie. Uh, I think he's such a great character. And I think a lot of his struggles was were so well shown and he was such a great, great, great character, and um, I really enjoyed all of his scenes. I loved his relationship with um, that one teacher and all that kind of stuff, and I think it just showed um, such a wide 
range of what just different characters can be like. Um, I also loved, you know, how he was as an actor as well. Um, a lot of his scenes were super emotional, like a lot of the bullying scenes were just really, really sad to watch, and he was such a lovely, lovely character. So then we have both Tara and Darcy. So once we get past Nick and Charlie, none of the characters have necessarily been um, super delved into as like very, very individual characters, and that's for very obvious reasons, simply because it's a streaming service original, you're not going to get to get as much depth with the characters um, on the same level as um, something else. You kind of have to pick like a couple and you're like, yes, this is what we're doing. But Tara and Darcy, I really enjoyed both of them as characters. I thought that they were both super, super um, fun characters. Like I said, when I was talking earlier, um, I think that they were just very, very well written. Their relationship was so well portrayed. Um, and their characters' personalities with Darcy kind of being, like, super, like, more out there, hyper type, and then Tara just being, like, this very lovable, friendly, huggable type character. Like, I loved just both of those, that kind of combination together, and I thought that they were both really good characters, and I'm very, very excited to see kind of more of what direction they decide to go with them in the future. Tao and Elle, again, we talked about them. They're kind of Charlie's two best friends. Um, Elle is super cool. And then Tao, I was kind of annoyed at him with the beginning. Not annoyed, I wouldn't even say annoyed. I think my friend and I were just kind of more like, what on earth are you doing? Um, so he was very protective of Charlie. And I think ultimately it just came from a place of like, he's very protective. So that was kind of the thing there. He also had weird hair and he's attractive in real life. So I was like, why'd you do him like that with the hair? And then I looked up the con- like the graphic novel and he doesn't even look like, like have that kind of hair in the in the comics, so I was like, why? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm not gonna bother with it, but um, pretty much their whole little friend group was a fun little group of characters. Imogen, who's one of the girls that likes Nick, um, was a fun little character. She had a couple, like, fun lines, interesting lines. I'm interested to see if they're gonna do more with her in the future. Harry is a stupid bitch, and we don't like him. Tori, who's Charlie's sister, was so fun. She was so funny. Like, legitimately, my best friend and I were just laughing every time she was on the screen. So I hope we get to kind of just see more of that and more of her, like, one-liners and stuff. It was funny. And then Ben, um, fuck you, you're the worst. I feel like we're all just, like, brushing past the fact that the scene in the first episode happens where Ben is literally trying to sexually assault Charlie, which is an absolute no. Like, an absolute, absolute no. Like, uh uh-uh terrible but um anyways I think like my favorite scenes montages etc I loved the milkshake thing just because I really liked seeing all of our like main cast of characters together and I'm really hoping that they'll kind of go into that more and we'll get to see these characters uh kind of be a friend group like that more and yeah, I would love to see them kind of become a solidified friend group. And I know that it's definitely heading in that kind of direction, but I would love to see that just solidified. And I think that would be super cute going forward and seeing all those characters together because I really liked it. And I love the dynamics that go on between the characters that you don't get to see interact as much. Um, So I think that would be super, super fun for the future. (laughs) Um, And, you know, in regards to just progression of events, um, I am an angst over everything person. I love angst. 
it's my favorite thing in ships. However, I think this show does so well without angst, and I wouldn't want angst, to be honest. I love seeing these characters happy, and it's just a very sweet and wholesome kind of show. So the ending that Nick and Charlie got was so cute, and just everything on the beach was fucking adorable. Like, I'm literally obsessed. Extremely cute. So satisfied with this show. <coughs> Please apologize for my coughs. That's not fun or cute in any way. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, I really, really enjoyed this show, and for season two, which I know it's definitely getting a season two, I just hope we get to see these characters delved into more, maybe introduce a couple new characters, not to get in the way, but just like, you know, if they want to do that, um, I feel like that could be fun. Um, I don't really know what to expect, especially considering that it is a graphic novel, they're kind of going off of that and trying to mimic a lot of those scenes, and I've never actually read them, even though I usually am a huge books person. But I am planning to get those and check them out, um, and I'm sure I'll get a better picture as to what could be coming in the future if I, you know, read those and look into them, which I will do. So I'm very excited for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that this just really is just one of the best shows out there right now, and I think a couple of the other shows that are trying to also have a similar impact, kind of like Love, Victor. Um, and Love, Victor does a great job. It's just very very different you know Victor's character and then Nick and Charlie feel like that's very two two very different approaches to doing it which is good because we do need like all different kinds of perspectives and stories and all that kind of stuff but overall this show was a 10 out of 10 so cute my best friend and I had a great time watching it like literally the best time we were gushing over it the whole time it was so 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 cute um and I'm very excited to see what they do in the future because I hope it keeps going on and on and on. But yeah, that kind of brings me to the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed hearing my thoughts and opinions towards the first season of Heartstopper and first of many seasons, hopefully. And yeah, um, don't forget to hit the follow button, turn on, turn on the notification bell, and check that bio for all those links. But thank you again so much for listening. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. And yeah, until next time. Bye! Mm -hmm.